Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and CC1Consulting.com. Uh, delighted to be back with you again for another week, and it's nearly Christmas. I want to firstly say... Uh, thank you to my guest last week, Sean Weefer, who I was talking with about how to effectively use questioning and handle objections in client meetings. And I hope uh, those of you who listened to it found that really useful. Um, for me, learning how to use language effectively, it can be mentally quite, kind of quite challenging. It's quite a challenging process. However, it's one that does produce returns. Uh, one of the listeners sent me a nice note about the show and uh, did also point out that it was a show that they needed to listen to several times. And I, I completely agree with you um, so uh, do uh, listen back to those uh, shows with, uh, with a notepad and, uh, and pick out the learnings um, we're going to be exploring questions and language further in February um, I decided to ask uh, the person I studied uh, this with when I was studying NLP which is David Shepard he's a master practitioner so master trainer of NLP so that will be great so we're here this is the 21st of December and, uh, you know, it's good to be here. It's the Christmas season's almost uh, upon us, uh, particularly when apparently as many as 10% of the world's population uh, drawing upon an interpretation of Mayan, Mayan philosophy were apparently worried that the world might come to an end earlier today. Uh, so, hooray, we seem to be safe from major disaster. Um, delighted to be here with, uh, with Mindy right now. Um, also, congratulations to the person who, or persons who survey the entire global uh, global population and came up with a percentage of 10% being worried about it. Um, so um, I just want to just share a few kind of reflections on 2013 because, you know, for me running this show has been, it's been an incredible experience. It's been quite a journey really um, as someone suggested this week in adventure. Uh, and it has been, you know, there's been, to me, it was about adding value to more people. And, you know, I've invested a lot of time and energy this year finding great guests, planning shows, some personal financial investment from me, some time learning how to host a show well. Uh, and it's been a, a real pleasure. I'm delighted that, you know, in, in January we had about 7,500 listeners to the show. And in October, we almost hit 100,000 and it became one of the largest shows on Voice America Business. And, you know, that's just fabulous that you're, you're listening to this. And I really do appreciate that. Um, I just want to say a few thanks. Thank yous. Um, thank you to everyone who listened. Uh, thank you to those of you who sent me comments and feedback. And if, if you have any, you listen to some of these shows and you get some personal benefit, do send me an email and just and tell me and share that with me because it makes the whole thing 
really well, um, you know, worthwhile. And that's what it gives me the pleasure out of doing this. Um, I also thank you to all the great guests this year. I'd like to thank the, the fantastic Voice America team, my wife for her endless patience, my friends at Positive Ground, Sarah Beth and Peter Roper, who, amongst other things, help keep me sane. Um, so thanks for, all for that. Um, now, I've had lots of wonderful insights from hosting this show, and I guess combined with my own experience, I think I've got a lot of extra value that I can share with people. So after 61 shows to date, um, in February, my intention is to run a webinar where I'll share my key learnings from running this show, including my insights on being successful in business and entrepreneurship today. So um, join my mailing list if you want to find out more. Uh, it's bemoreachievemore.com, and I'll be delighted to um, involve you in that if you'd like to be in, in part of it. So to today's show and thought leadership, um, how to be seen as the expert in your field. Now, whatever your field is, you know, whether it's, que it's uh, questions, NLP, Mayan, Mayan philosophy, uh, mentoring, coaching, broadcasting, look after kids, whatever it is, you know, have you considered yourself as a thought leader? or maybe considered one day becoming one, and how to actually do it. Because thought leaders are people who, in any field, stand out from the crowd. And just like my guest today, who's a great example. Uh, now, I'm just reading in Mindy's book, and she says that we need a new batch of real thought leaders, people who can take our society into the next phase of its evolution and bring the kind of transformation that is solely needed. You know, do you want to be one of those new thought leaders? And it is apparently possible to break down the key components into a systematic approach. Um, so we're going to discover today the key attributes of real thought leaders and how to master thought leadership in order to add greater value while, um, as Mindy says, see your profile and hopefully your income skyrocket. Now, Mindy Gibbons-Klein is an international speaker and executive coach. She specializes in turning experts into thought leaders and published authors, uh, a native New Yorker. Mindy resides in the UK, where she operates two businesses. She's the founder and CEO of the Book Midwife and Anoma Press, a cooperative publishing house for business authors. Uh, having authored and co-authored six books herself, she has a list of over 500 published clients. She has an MBA in international business, has taught the postgraduate diploma course for the Chartered Institute of Marketing in the UK. She's been an international speaker for more than 15 years, presented to over 10,000 business executives and entrepreneurs. Is a regular media contributor, been featured in national and specialist press over the last 10 years. And now she's joining me on Internet Radio. So uh, a huge welcome to Mindy Gibbons-Klein. Thanks so much, Chris. Glad to be here. Uh, you're very welcome. So, so Mindy, I'm just interested to, to know, uh, why did you leave the wonderful city of New York and come and live in the UK? Oh, well, just as we find it wonderful to go over to the States and travel around, it's just the same. A lot of people get excited about visiting Europe. And uh, in 1991, when I came over here, we thought that was when Europe was, was all coming together. And we also thought that the UK was part of Europe. <laughs> and uh, I've discovered that it is and it isn't. Uh, but uh, anyway, once I got over here and, and started establishing myself, I realized that it really is a fun place to be, even if the weather is not that nice all the time. Uh, no. <laughs> Lots of flooding about, isn't it? Mm. So, um, well, great. Well, I'm pleased that you decided to, to live here and you're right. We're, we're kind of, we're part of Europe, but we still act a bit like an island sometimes. Um, what, what, what to you, let's move on to thought leadership. What to you is a thought leader and why do we need them? Well, thought leadership involves original thoughts and ideas, uh, but more importantly, 
you know, lots of people have original thoughts, but they don't share them. So the important aspect of thought leadership is people have had the courage to share those ideas and they become recognized for saying something different and unique and special. And, and for me, it also has to have the element of positive change. So it, it's, it's okay to have a thought, but if it's a destructive one or a malicious thought, then, you know, I don't call somebody a thought leader, but th this is somebody who's driving positive change in society with something new and original that, uh, as I said, as you said when you quoted me, is sorely needed today because, you know, we've, we've got a lot of issues in society. So the thought leaders are the ones that are coming up with these exciting new ideas and then they, they develop followers. So you see these, these people as being different to maybe some of the people that, uh, you know, might be admired like celebrity and uh, this kind of kind of people you see a thought leader as being somebody who is really um, making ground and um, adding great positivity yeah I mean we do have some celebrities that have done great things fundraising helping um, health issues children's issues that you know uh, Brad Pitt Angelina Jolie um, you've got um, uh, what who's um, of course, my mind's a blank now. All the fundraising concerts and, um, you know, yeah. there, there's, there's tons of activity happening. And of course, then we've got, you know, Warren Buffett and, um, you've got, you know, executives and, and people putting money, great amounts of money into charity. So there's, there's a lot of good to be said for celebrities and using your fame for good. Um, but thought leadership really is about the ideas and saying something new and different that makes people sit up and listen and, and can actually make people think differently and act differently. Is it, is it always something new that they're sharing or is it maybe just the take on things? Well, it's, it's a new angle. It could be a new take, as you say. Um, it, it's just, as I say, something that makes you think a bit differently because, you know, it's a very noisy world out there, isn't it, Chris? Everybody on online and offline, everybody's shouting, uh, too many people that um, kind of blog and post on social media all day long without thinking and they add to, you know, the noise. And so it's harder and harder to find the valuable content and messages that we're looking for. So what got you interested in it in the first place? Mm. <laughs> I went along to a conference and there was somebody who was introduced to the audience as one of America's top thought leaders and I'd never heard of this guy. And so I, but I was open, you know, I thought, let me listen to what he has to say. But to me, he wasn't really saying anything particularly exciting or new or different. And I, this thought entered my own head that a lot of my clients are probably more thought leaders than this guy is. And I thought, well, what is one? And I started researching it and I realized that there wasn't an actual definition with criteria and rules of the game and, and it wasn't a level playing field. It wasn't very easy to figure out if somebody was or wasn't. It was very subjective. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a geek. I like uh, to be able to analyze things. And I just wanted some criteria. And in the absence of any, I created them. Excellent. Well, look forward to after, be after the break, we'll talk about some of the criteria. But what are, what are the problems you see when it, you know, it comes to people trying to be thought leaders? But like maybe like the chap you you saw speak at the conference, perhaps not mm. quite in your eyes anyway. 
Well, it's, it's, you know, there's no harm done, really. It's just the problem is a lot of people are on a bit of an ego trip or they are, you know, interested in fame for the sake of it. You know, you, you mentioned celebrity. It is unfortunately a celebrity obsessed society that we live in. And so people aren't always driven by the, you know, the content of their message. Um, they, they, you know, in many cases talk about what's popular instead of something a bit controversial that needs to be heard. But, you know, people shy away from saying those things. And so um, I, I have huge admiration for people who have bold and opinionated messages to share and the courage to share them. And they go out and they do that. And OK, they get um, criticism in public, sometimes, you know, very loudly. But I think it's important as well, because if you're sitting there with an idea that could really shake things up, but you're scared to to share it, then it doesn't go any further and then nobody benefits. So that's what I'm passionate about. Uh, great. And, is, and to do that well, should you, be, should you be an expert in the field that you're talking about where you've got these passionate views and opinions, or does it not matter? If- <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, expert is a, a strange word, isn't it? Because um, some people, you know, for example, Malcolm Gladwell in Outliers says, uh, you need 10,000 hours to become expert at something that's, he didn't quite use the word expert, but to, you know, to be really good, to be top of your game. And a lot of people have misinterpreted that to think that, you know, until you've put the years and years and years into something, then you can't call yourself an expert. And here in the UK, people are very reserved and probably undersell themselves, as you and I know. Um, I grew up in America where sometimes people might oversell themselves, you know, become, uh, come across as overconfident or, or overstate what they can do. So somewhere in the middle is good because you have to be confident about your subject. You should really figure out what it is you want to be known for. And then you can just talk about that and do that and work with that every day. Rather than, you know, blog about all sorts of different topics where, you know, people can't quite figure out what you're about. This is my opinion anyway. Some people like generalists and some people like being generalists. I just think that specialists have a much easier job because they get to work with the same content and topic and they can go deeper and deeper with that. That's what you become known for. And people start to look to you for opinions on that topic. And then it's really fun because... You know, as I say, you can forget about everything else. You can go deeper and deeper. And by definition, you will become an expert. Mm. Now, in, in your book, 24 Carat Bold, which I'm looking at a copy at the moment, you say that thought leadership is, is a choice. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, it goes back to what I was saying about sharing bold opinions, controversial opinions that are a bit scary because, um, you know, you share you share this thought, this radical idea and some people might disagree with you. Some people might want to, you know, start a cyber fight with you or whatever. And it is you you choose to get into that if you feel strongly enough about something. For example, and I, I know this is very timely and I'm not going to express any opinion about it. It's just um, the recent shooting in Connecticut, which is where I'm from, in fact, has brought a lot of emotion and a lot of opinions out um, and there's, you know, discussion about gun laws and gun control. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. But where people feel really strongly, and I've, I've seen some friends of mine writing on the subject, um, 
you know, they could easily choose not to because it might not be that much fun to get into the fight online. However, where they feel so strongly that it has to be said, they have to make their point articulately. They have to be willing to back it up. They have to be willing to make themselves available for interviews like this um, and, you know, other some more um, sort of controversial and, and aggressive ones in the media. And then it's 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 a, the whole thing is a choice. Um, and some people choose not to. Some people just choose to, you know, do what they're doing and not stick their heads above the the ledge and, and you know, to get shot at, so to speak. Yeah, that's a, quite a, mm-hmm. a brave thing to do, isn't it, to be prepared to stand up with mm-hmm. you know, an, a, a very sad issue like that, which has, uh, you know, there's a huge wave of emotion around the world uh, towards that, but to stand up and express an opinion. I guess particularly if uh, if you were pro-guns, um, <laughs> be very yeah, difficult. I'm not, I am not talking content <laughs> at all at this stage. Um, but, you know, all these issues, you know, I've, I've, I've had clients writing about radical health and wellness programs and ideas about, you know, getting, uh, losing weight uh, with, with quite, you know, strange concepts that people aren't used to or, um, you know, getting rid of illnesses without drugs and, you know, things that you can imagine there would, there might be a lot of criticism. We have people who say, you know, you, you, you don't understand your profits. Um, and, and here's a whole new way of looking at things, all the business topics, um, turning something on its head. It's quite fun, but also you, you do sort of bring out all the critics who, who, you know, want to argue with you. Absolutely. We're going to go to commercial break now. We should be back again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to be more achieve more with host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to info at be that's info at be now back to chris cooper Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchievemore.com, and I'm with uh, Mindy Gibbons-Klein, and we're talking about uh, thought leadership. And uh, Mindy has this distinction, she calls it real thought leadership. So I wonder, Mindy, what are the attributes of, in your mind, 
uh, your, from your experience of a real thought leader? Well, real uh, is very conveniently an acronym. So it stands for reach, engagement, authority, and longevity. And I don't know how much detail you want me to go into on them. We, what I aimed to do in the book was just make people aware that there could be different ways of defining thought leadership. There could be, you know, some, some targets that you could aim for. There could be, uh, some criteria so that, you know, that way you can tell if somebody is one or isn't. <laughs> uh, it's not really black and white like that, but I, I like, um, well, I'll give you the, the brief explanation of each if, if we have time for that. Is that all right? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah. And then we'll, then we'll come back and we'll explore okay. in a bit more detail if that's okay. Sure. Yeah, it's just people don't always understand what I mean when I say reach, engagement, authority, and longevity. Reach is um, quite literally, are you reaching the people who need to know about you? So if you run a business um, doing wedding flowers, then you need all the potential brides and grooms and the mothers of the brides and hotels and other venues and, and people to know about you. Do you need the whole world and every single person on the planet to know about you? Possibly not. So it, it's defining the right reach for you. Engagement is, it, it means you are actually attracting people by being yourself, by being personable, by bringing your personality into things, by being the real you, authenticity, vulnerability, all those great things come into it. And it's um, it's become essential with social media to show your real self online and offline, obviously, you know, in, in personal situations. So that for, for leaders of organizations in particular, they become a bit detached sometimes and they they think that they are in charge of the organization, but that the organization is having some kind of conversation with customers and clients. And, that, and that's just not true. People still want access to the real people, especially the person at, at the head of the company. So it's all about how to bring that person into a personal engagement, um, you know, that, that people really, really will respect and um, that will generate some results. Authority is um, experience and skills and all that stuff, but it's also the views and opinions and beliefs that we were talking about before the break. So how much of your um, opinions, how many of your great ideas are you sharing and in the right way with the right folks so that you can be an authority, Chris, which you are, on um, people achieving more in business and really getting some great value from their time in their business and, and learning from experts and, you know, developing that. You don't claim to be a, an expert on every aspect of, of business. So you've got your own views and you've, you've, you've carved out a little niche or as niche as we say over here, except it doesn't rhyme with rich. Um, and, you know, having that authority being seen as somebody who knows what they're talking about and you can be an authority just with your opinions, which is really exciting. And finally, longevity, which is how long do you stay in people's minds in a crowded and noisy market when people have a decision to make when they need that product or service that you offer? Will they think of you? And they're more likely to if you have been in touch and you've been reaching the right people with engagement and you've used your authority in the right way so that you know, they, they think of you as the expert and generally you've produced something 
I like tangible things like books, obviously, that can be on their shelf. Every time they see it, they remember you. And when it's time to uh, request something that you offer, they they will obviously remember you and hopefully call you. So those are the four elements. And I just think it's 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 something that you can hook into and, and it gives you something tangible to go for. That is a very helpful helpful list that so uh, let's let's just go back to the beginning then to reach I mean, how do you mm-hmm. de- how do you best determine your reach i know people people talk about things like uh, you know being a, a, a an inch wide and a mile deep and um in terms of mm-hmm. and, and everything getting very specific about your target audience and you know is this about getting very specific about your target audience it can be although that's one of the first decisions do you want to go wide or do you want to go deep Going wide is is um, also an option, and there are people who have a very broad um, base, a very wide and and extensive following. I'm thinking of people like uh, Guy Kawasaki and and you know Chris Brogan, and they're they they you know generally into tech or marketing or trends and things like that. But they've not been that specific, and they've gone broad and wide which is fine for them. It's fine. And they, they want, you know, millions of followers. Um, those people who do something very specific, a fellow uh, speaker friend of ours, Neil Dorwood, he does, um, he's a celebrant at funerals and he knows about funeral speeches, very, very specific stuff. And he doesn't need a million followers. I don't think, you know, he's, he's written a really good book. Um, <laughs> and yes. people will, uh, you've probably seen it, and people will be attracted to that if they need that specific thing and they want to know about um, doing a speech at a funeral, for example. So it can be wide or it can be deep, and, and you know, both are okay. I guess this is interesting because possibly at some point in time in our lives, most people, or many people, might need access to that. Well, yes, so could, <laughs> it could be wider so could, than we thought. <laughs> so it could be quite wide. <laughs> and, yeah. and um, you know, one one of I just have to to finish off on Neil because uh, Dan Pointer, who who is a colleague of mine in the writing and publishing industry, he came to visit, and we had a bunch of books lined up. and And Neil's book is called "The Guide to a Dead Brilliant Funeral Speech," and Dan was he, he was astounded. He's seen a lot of books in his time, thousands. And he insisted on taking my display copy and buying it, and I had to go and replace it. Um, but he just <laughs> thought that was so clever. <laughs> and I think that I mean you make a very interesting point there because I think that there has been a, a a trend for people to go very narrow. And I think my background, because I, I guess I operate in the in the, the business and self development kind of area. But I have, from my background, I have worked in sales and marketing and training and HR and all of these different areas. And um, actually, some of the benefit that I can bring is actually that I have breadth, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Um, so it's quite nice to hear, refreshing sometimes to hear that actually it's okay to go wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you just have to know what you're doing. You, you know, you have to know which, which strategy you've chosen. That's all. Well, yeah. Where are you going to point to? Yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, so in terms of determining it, then it becomes a, a, a personal decision what, based upon your experiences and a decision on where you want to focus your attention. Absolutely. Where do you want to be going? I get a lot of people coming and doing thought leadership coaching with us. And the very first question is, where do you want to be? Because it doesn't matter if you've done 
you know, X, Y and Z for 15 years. It's where you're going next. I mean, it does matter what you've been doing for the last 15 years. Uh, however, sometimes you can do your thought leadership strategy and or write a book with the intention of taking your career and your profile in a new direction. And that is the, the, the critical point. It's not about looking backwards. It's about looking forwards. Mm. Uh, we've got about three minutes till we go to commercial break, but maybe we could talk about uh, engagement. How, how do you increase engagement? Um, one word by caring. Sorry, that's two words. <laughs> but you, you have to, you have to care. You have to, um, have a focus on really caring. If you don't care, you've got to change something. Change, you know, change your target market, change what you're doing, change your product or service, you know, change your profession. You've, you've got to care because people want to know that you care. And, and there's that trite expression. They won't care what you know till they know, you know, that you care. But um, I think that is essential. Again, people are so transparent now, social media, um, they want the real person and that makes the difference. So we, we can have an engagement strategy, which might sound really funny, but we can strip it right back to what are those elements that you could work on um, to, to make you more engaging. It, it sounds really manipulative, but it, I don't mean it in that way at all. I just mean putting a focus on it if that's what's important to you, because that's certainly what's important to the clients. So I guess, I guess that if you, if you don't care, it shows up, doesn't it? Yes. In terms of your congruency, particularly if you're talking to people about a subject. So I guess, I guess you've got to be very, you've got to be very congruent, haven't you, with what you're, you're talking about. Uh, often if you're, if you're just in it for the money, standing up in front of an audience and talking on about a subject, uh, you, you can be seen through. Well, the, the person who cares will win. That, that, that's one of the uh, sections nice. in that chapter. Who cares? Who cares wins, in fact. I like that. Who cares wins? Mm. So, so um, I mean, who, who, are you, who are you seeing out there at the moment? Um, you know, have you got examples of people that you think are really uh, are winning because they care? Oh, loads of them. I mean... You know, so we've, we've got a lady, uh, I know we said we were short on time, but if we can bump it a minute. Yeah, we've got um, a minute, yeah. <laughs> ooh, one of my clients wrote a book about her daughter who has cerebral palsy. Now, she obviously cares about her daughter, but they went and had an operation, and Sarah Johnston, who wrote the book, it, it's so obvious how much she cares about every kid with, with CP, every parent of every child who has any health challenge, um, and the caring, you know, comes through, you know, they marched up and down uh, Downing Street and, you know, we're trying to change legislation. She really, really cares. So I, I meet people like this every day. And, and that's that's why I feel so blessed to do this work. It, it's, it really is fantastic when you can put that caring into a package like a book or, you know, even your videos and your blogs. Um, it does come across and it, and it can really make the difference. I couldn't agree more. We were just talking before we went on air about uh, somebody we mutually know, know called Tony Burgess, who's having a, a kidney removed today uh, to donate it to someone he doesn't even know. I mean, what mm. a selfless act. I mean, that's somebody who clearly cares. So I wish him a swift recovery today and also to the mm, person who, who ga gains that gift. Um, we're going to go to commercial break now. And after the break, we'll look into authority and longevity. So we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. <laughs> From the boardroom to you. 
Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, BeMoreAchievedMore.com. And if, if you want to uh, find out what shows and things are coming up, I, I drop a, just a monthly newsletter out. So you can subscribe to that at BeMoreAchievedMore.com. And I'll share sort of a, a few key thoughts on the shows that have uh, just passed. So, um, just, Mindy, we were talking about uh, real and uh, the idea of the real thought leader and uh, very, very cleverly. You have reach, engagement, authority, and longevity as the key components of it. Um, so let's talk about authority now. I mean, how do you really build your authority as a thought leader? Now, to be seen as an authority, I do believe you need to be specific. So even if you haven't chosen to be specific in terms of your target market or the people you want to work with, uh, being known for one thing is is quite a good idea. And you you do this by asking yourself lots of questions or um, getting coached by uh, thought leadership strategists like us or um, working through a book where by the time you finish planning and writing a book, you certainly have a lot more clarity and that comes out to the market. So we have, this is in fact how we hit on this topic because people, be, they thought they were an expert in or an authority in one thing And then as they develop their materials for videos, keynote speeches, other presentations, books, articles, etc., they realized that the message that was running through it was whatever, similar or um, more specific, and they could develop that. And uh, in the end of the day, people want to work with those folks that they think are the, the experts, the top experts, people at the top of their game. Um, you, you, I think, I doubt if anybody had the choice um, that they wouldn't choose to work with the top person in the industry if they could afford it. And many people do like paying extra, paying a premium, because they know that they're working with um, somebody who has uh, real exciting ideas, usually lots of experience. But as we said before, that's it's not all about how many um, hours or years you've put into it. 
So authority is all about how bold you are and are you adding ideas that add value to people and are you saying something new and different and exciting um, and, and are you willing to stand up for those ideas? Mm. Uh, and, I mean, what ways can people build that authority? Is it through speaking on stage, through books? Well, what, what are they kind of... I used to do that. Yeah, I have a list. I always run down this list of, you know, books, ebooks, articles, blogs, videos, speaking, you know, keynotes, training, blah, blah, blah. It all falls into writing, publishing, and speaking. You really can't build your authority without writing, publishing, and speaking. And all those things fall into those, you know, categories, luckily. So, um, and, and the irony is, well, you know, I'll, I'll save that for longevity, <laughs> but you want to be writing, you know, because, because they're related. Um, but, you know, first you have to be writing, publishing and speaking. Oh, go on. I'll tell you what it is. If you want others writing, publishing and speaking about you. So you have to put the content and the ideas into the market. You have to prime the pump. You have to put the thought in. And this is the, this is the bit that most people aren't that keen to do or they don't know how to do. They don't know how to sift through their thinking to come out with those ideas that are the real gems. They don't really know what value they offer. They don't know what value their messages have, if any. And when they can put that together and put it in a, in a cohesive package that makes sense to people and is well thought through and articulate and they put it out into the market in the right way, as I say, other people latch onto that and they begin writing, publishing, and speaking about you. So there's a real, this is a systematic approach that you were talking about, or we, we talked about in the introduction. Um, yeah. There's a very clear development of a strategy here to be able to do this well. I think so. Otherwise, you're leaving it to chance. Uh, we, I do know a lot of people who just blog whenever they feel like it, about whatever they feel like. They put books together without it being part of a big picture of strategy. They are speaking but if you ask them what their topic is, they can't tell you. And I just think that's a shame because that's just, you know, that's adding to the noise. And, and these are good people that, you know, I'm talking about. This, this, it's not that they're a bad person. It's just they could add so much more value and help so many more people if they were strategic about it. But it, it's just some people just, as I say, don't know how to do that thinking or they think it's hard work or it's going to take too much time or, you know, they want to be creative. They don't want to sit down and be analytical. So that's where we come in and, and you know, people like ourselves, the coaches, the consultants and the strategists. I think you hit on a really, you know, I think a really key point there is that people who are ideas, big picture type of people often don't want to do the detail, do they? I mean, it's not their natural style. They're not naturally in their flow doing that. So it can become a blind spot. Yeah, well, many, they're not blind. They know, they know that they have uh, an area for development and they're going to get to it. Oh, trust me, I meet them at parties and they say, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my book next year. I'm gonna, you know, as soon as I do this, that and the other, as soon as I, I have to get the company ready for, for sale and then I'm gonna do this, that and I'm gonna, do, oh yeah, videos. Yeah, next quarter, you know, and, and they put it off. Um, we procrastinate those things that, that we have some fear around. And that's usually what it is. It will fear and uncertainty on how to go about it. And, and I understand why, because I am one. <laughs> I've had to sign myself up to work with many, many coaches and mentors and consultants over the years 
to get things done that I knew I needed to do. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think <laughs> most of the, the very successful people that I know and um, have, and I'm, I guess I've invested a lot of money in this myself over the years, do invest in, in, in people who can help them. Uh, experts it's the, it's the quickest way to get because it take because these things take a long time to fathom out yourself don't they absolutely so tell us about long longevity uh, what are the <laughs> best ways to ensure longevity we've got a, we've i did hint at it before yeah, it's very closely linked in with authority well it's, it's linked in with all the others i say in the book in 24 karat bold that um if you have the right reach and the right engagement and you have a good message and, and that's clear and, and articulate and passionate and everything else. You've got the authority. If you're doing all those three things well, you will get longevity. You will get the right people knowing about you, talking about you, um, sort of amplifying your stuff, retweeting all that, the, you know, the going viral. That's, that's really the ultimate goal. Um, so if you are writing and publishing and speaking and doing it all strategically, putting good ideas into the market in an accessible way to the right people at the right time, you will get that longevity. So that, that, that is, you know, that's the next logical step is for the market to pick up on what you're saying because it's relevant. And so there are three elements in longevity. Um, it's relevant. They've heard from you recently. So you can't just sort of communicate with your market once a year or something like that. So it's got to be recent and frequent. Um, and and you actually do know what people are, are looking for. So recent and relevant, and then obviously you leave them with a reference. So you know what they're looking for. You give them the right thing. If it's a, you know the young generation, we know that they like more digital media. If, if that's your target market, you're not going to produce a 400-page book in print and expect them to read it, I guess. So it's you know recent, relevant, um, and give them a reference. Mm. Uh, so when you, when you say when you say give them a reference what do you mean by a reference okay yeah sorry it's it's um i'm old school <laughs> we, we used to have the reference section at the library and and mm. that is a, you know a hard copy of something that proves that you know what you're talking about um so a, a reference material something for them to refer back to that that's the root of the word so for example like i said before they walk into their office they see your book on the shelf they stuck it on the shelf 6 months ago but it is there looking at them when they're ready or when they need that thing they can pull the book off the shelf and they still get the sense that hey this is the guy who knows what he's talking about he wrote a really good book it's it's well put together it's well thought through and uh, this is the guy i'm going to call now i wasn't ready a year ago but now i am so i believe in in hard copies and physical, tangible reference material. I like, you know, e-newsletters. I like videos on YouTube. and But none of those things really help with the people who enjoy the kinesthetic elements of, of you know, a book in print um, or other materials, a DVD. Yes, it's more expensive to get them produced, but that caters to a whole bunch of people who might need that. So that's why I said look at what your people, your market would respond to and and do you got a couple of minutes before the, the mm. break but do, do, do you think i mean being able to write a book seems to be so much more accessible to people than ever really with self-publishing um is the is the value of the book at all getting diluted because of that or yes is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for asking that question um 
I, I do get interviewed on this topic a lot. And that's the first time I've ever put it as bluntly as that. And and you've got me at the end of a week where I've seen 25, well, probably exaggerating, probably 15 to 20 people I know slap stuff out and, and you know, put out books, uh, quote unquote, in inverted commas, um, things that I wouldn't call a book. You know, I, I downloaded one. It was 45 pages. But by the time I took out the introduction, the contents, the blank pages and whatever, there was 30 pages of content. Now, I don't call that a book. And I don't compare that to my clients who spend 90 days putting together a carefully crafted 200 page book that has X amount of content. I'm not saying, you know, that we're just looking at the, the number of words or the number of pages. Size does matter in terms of how much you can get across. Um, but. The ease of publishing, ironically, has created this this glut of stuff. So my message is it's more important than ever for people to step up and stand out and decide to be real thought leaders and produce good quality books, etc. Books plus. So that's books plus, you know, videos. Don't just do videos because you have a webcam and it's easy. It should be done as strategically as everything else that I'm talking about. Do the thought leadership strategy work before producing any of these things. And that's the bit that's not happening. And that so I, I need to step up my own message because there's a lot of people putting a lot of rubbish out there and they don't realize that it's not only not helping their reputation, it's probably hurting it. Yeah, that's uh, that, that makes sense. Because mm. it, it really needs to be the best reflection of you, doesn't it? Well, I would think so. I mean, I, I don't understand how people can put some things out there that they've just slapped together, as I say, and they haven't even edited and they were just so keen to get it into print but, or, or, you know, onto um, an ebook. But why? I mean, your name is on it. I don't know. This, this, is my, this is my main concern for entrepreneurs and business leaders today is, you know, attaching what you do and your messages and how you put them into the market to your reputation because they're going to be linked by the market. So, you know, you want to be driving that. You want to be in control of that. We're going to go to commercial break now. <laughs> but after, after the break, I want, to, I want to tap your brain a little bit more, Mindy, for your kind of top tips on writing great books if you want to be perceived as a great thought leader. So we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. <laughs> comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. 
tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading Conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchievemore.com. And if you're hearing my new voiceover for the first time, uh, that uh, was Adrian Lawler, who was on the show a few months ago, and uh, who created that voiceover for me. So thank you, Adrian. Um, just wanted to, I, I think this whole area of books is fascinating, but, but you know, Mindy, I, I've, I've sometimes, I meet people, and I actually know that I'm kind of, involved with the speaking world as, as you are. And I only meet people who sometimes think that the goal is to just get a book and get something out there. I mean, what's your views on that? <laughs> I have heard numerous people say, you've got to have a book. And, and there's a lot of pressure to, to just have that thing with your name on it. It, that's not really the goal. It, that's, that's as if, you know, 15 years ago, if somebody had said, you've just got to have a website, any old website, doesn't matter what's on it, just, you know, and maybe some people were doing that and still are, you know, it, but it's actually about the quality and you're going to be judged on that. So it's not about having a book. It's about having a good book with your best ideas all packaged up in a way that will resonate with your readers and will create the response that you want. If you want to create transformation in, in your part of the world, if you want to, to be a thought leader in a specific area, it needs to be done in a, in a thoughtful way. Um, so I do see people slapping things together, and um, I just feel bad for them. But it, it's, it also makes it difficult, because whereas there used to be about a million books a year coming out, which was enough, and that was more than enough, there's now about six million what people call books and ebooks. So it becomes harder and harder to find the needle in the haystack. It's an ever increasing haystack. And that makes it difficult for my real thought leader clients. So people who are doing proper books and putting really great ideas out there, they have to work a lot harder to be seen and heard. And um, they're competing with a lot of stuff, shall we say. Are, are there many people out there still? you know, making money from books or are they just purely a marketing tool? Money's coming from other sources. Yeah. I mean, to make money directly from books, you would need to sell 50,000 to a hundred thousand books a year. And very, very few people do that. This is about 500 to a thousand people a year who can do that. So that's nothing. Most people sell, uh, so, well, I'll tell you the stats if, if it's not too depressing, but nonfiction books used to sell, about 1,500 copies in their lifetime. Um, the average has gone right down, Chris, because of all these things that are being 
given away, sold for free or 99 cents or pence. And um, it's driven the whole average down. So the average is probably something like, you know, 300 books. Uh, so you would never be able to retire on that or even pay your, your yeah. fuel bill. Um, that is not the goal. The goal, as you say, is a marketing tool. If somebody reads the book. And and this is why it has to be good, by the way. <laughs> if they open it up and they read it and they're impressed by it, they will pick up the phone or go to the web and, and they will track you down because they want to work with you because that expertise came through in the book and they're impressed. So if you thought, oh, I'll just put this together, I'm going to outsource it to another country, I'm not going to bother getting it edited, I just speed as everything, <laughs> they're not going to be impressed. In fact, you know, you might get people blogging about you and saying, don't use that guy. You know, he's he's got a shoddy piece of um, material out there. Yeah, that's interesting. I've seen a couple of people in the last that come to mind in the, the last couple of years. See what mentioned. Don't name and shame. <laughs> never would never do that. But I, I saw one book on uh, that had been through. I think it was Lulu or Lighthouse. Or something. Ooh, it was full of, oh. full, full of full of mistakes, full of uh, typos, and and it just reflected so so badly. Um, and yeah. also, I've made I've made the mistake because I like the person of recommending it to a few people in my network who'd actually gone and obtained the book and read it too. Um, and then I, and another example was somebody who was sharing the benefits of apparently there are sources where you can actually get written material for free, and was actually pulling to get together chunks of this written material pulling it into a book very very quickly and then putting their name on the front and for me 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 having come from a company uh, like just mars ignore where, that phone <laughs> where, 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 like mars where branding it was just instilled in me at a young age how important your brand was i just mm. couldn't imagine having my brand on a book like that i mean what's your view well, on that yeah I, well i i don't really believe in outsourcing your thought leadership i mean it, it's even to say that in one sentence is quite funny. How can you outsource your thinking? How can you outsource, you know, sharing your ideas with the world? There are certain things in this world, in this life, that you can't outsource. You can't outsource your hospital appointments. You can't outsource, you know, sleeping with your spouse. I mean, there's, there's things that only you can do. <laughs> and putting your ideas together and writing a great book with your name on it you know, implies that you wrote the book and it's it's your content. I do believe in editing. We have a team of very strong editors in that we share between my two companies. And I think it's important, obviously, good copy editing and proofreading will make um, that problem that you were talking about of typos and, and things like that, you know, go away. Um, but I'm I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about the quality of the content and the fact that it has to be congruent has to be in your words. I get people, I get um, a lot of entrepreneurs who say they're going to outsource their book or, you know, get a ghostwriter, get get someone to write it. And I said, but you want to be out there speaking. And so people will read that and then they'll meet you and there'll be a disconnect. And the final point about it is I have never met anybody who's ever been thrilled, 100% happy or 100% proud of their ghostwritten book. They must look at that and there must be some emotion going on inside for them knowing that they didn't really write it but i anyway it i just believe that real thought leaders plan and write their own books full stop period we've got about a minute left before i need to summarize so i i think those great points i mean what are the key messages you would like to leave us with that sounds like one of them <laughs> well yes but i mean before that if we go chronologically yeah first decide if you have some big ideas that are not being shared right now that you would like to share with the world 
to affect a positive change. That's the first thing. Then figure out how you're going to sift through those ideas. If you need help, as I say, you know, we do that kind of work and, and there are people who you can talk to, coaches, etc. But to figure out what your content is all about and what you're going to be known for, then figure out what you're going to produce, then figure out how and when and how you're going to launch it and how you're going to use it and all that stuff. So that's the order. I don't know if I could repeat that, but <laughs> I kind of went through the, you know, the four things that you need to do. But it starts with that big picture. You know, do you have something important to say that's not being said? And is is it time for you to step up? Fantastic. I think the there's been some fantastic uh, content in this, Mindy. So really, thanks very much for being on the show today. And um, to find out more about information about Mindy, go to www.mindygk gk.com mindygk.com um i hope you've enjoyed being on today i have <laughs> fantastic um, if you've got any questions or feedback um please could you send them to chris at be more um or join me on my facebook page at facebook.com slash be more achieve more um i also just want to say um for Next week, um, we've got, uh, I've got a holiday, so I'll be repeating a show with Frank Furness. Uh, and then in, on January the 4th, um, Martin Palethorpe and Phil Clothe will be talking to us about, about culture and business culture. They're two top experts when it comes to um, the whole area of culture and or, culture in organizations. And they're even doing a survey of culture in the UK where they've done many other cultural surveys of different countries. So that will be a really interesting session. I want to wish you all a fantastic Christmas and, and a great new year, whatever you doing and i hope 2013 is a brilliant year for you so um thanks again mindy and i look forward to speaking to you all again in the new year thank you for listening to be more achieve more please join your host chris cooper again next friday at 8 a.m u.s pacific time typically 4 p.m london on the voice america business channel enjoy your week Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel.